Okay, I am live and I'm waiting our special guest, Quinn Lemley, having some technical uh, technical issues here. Um, so I thought it was a good idea to um, um, start, even though the guest isn't here. So, um, I guess I should entertain entertain you and and, and um, you know talk about uh, how I met our guest. Well, I um, in Awaken Arts Academy. Uh, it would have been 1984, I think. So it was a while ago. High, you know, Arts Academy High School, and she was um, already very much the, uh, the, the star to be that she is today. Um, and was very interested in, of course, Broadway music, um, show music, we'll call it, forms of American popular music, performing songs, performing songs in that idiom in a very entertaining and communicable way. Um, so, and, uh, you know, things like, kind of like this, you know, sort of, um, I mean, not exactly like this, but, ah, there she is. There you are. Am I too dark? I I have to move around if I can. I'm, I know. I, I was just getting ready to entertain I'm the in, audience. Yes. It's good to see you, Quinn. It's so good to see you. I am in this beautiful club. Where um, are you? I'm at the Soho Grand, and oh. they have this beautiful jazz club, but I, I'm trying to find light. And, you know, I'm like, I told you, I, I don't have my my regular studio, so. In between, you know. I'm trying to find my light. Do you, can you help me find light? I've got this sexy girl that's going to help me find light. She's like super jazzy, but this room, I have to show you this. Mitch, you love it. Look at this. This is, I'm at the Soho Grand and this is their jazz room. And yes. it's super, look at these. Look. Wow. Hello? Hi, sexy people on TV. Very beautiful. Hi, yeah, so it's this, you would love it. Yeah, I would love it. So I'm trying to find light. Sorry, well, I think this is the best place. Yeah. Well, you I'm can right see. here. Can you? I was just telling. I was just telling our, our illustrious audience that uh, I've known you since high school, and that you were very much in high school the the star to be who you are now. You know, and uh, very, you know, very interesting. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm hoping that I can get some light here, so I'll. So oh, you guys are amazing. All right. Well, I'm I'm on I'm on camera with the famous Mitch Hampton from Berkeley, and um, I'm sorry it's so dark, but. What do you think? Look how dapper you look. Quinn, I, I wrote a song I have in ages. A song for you, right? You did? Yeah, that you have to put it for me. I only did the melody, but this is this is for you, Quinn. This is really something. Look at this. Look at this. See oh, you look so great. That's an original sheet music sign by Cole Porter, Fred Astaire sign, George Gershwin. Oh my sign. god. Bobby, I have a Bobby Short. See, sign that painting for me. How wonderful! It's well, a, play it for me. I want to hear.
Assist and and write a song. You're you're gonna write lyrics. I can't. Write yeah. Lyrics. Can you write words to that? Well, I mean, look, Alan. You, I'm we, able to. Well, either that or Alan and Marilyn Bergman will send it to them. Although they're, I don't think. Yes, yeah, I have some other. I have some other friends in New York that might be able to write too. That is beautiful. I am so. Thank you. Do do your do your listeners know how our history? I told them we met at Interlochen Arts Academy and that you were already interested in Broadway at a very, you know, very early and that you were mm -hmm. Michigan and you're from Indiana, you're a Hoosier. I, and you're a Floridian. Oh, okay. I thought you were a Hoosier for some reason. No, I'm a Hoosier, but you're from Florida. No, I'm from New York City. You are? Why, but I think you grew up in, in Florida. I grew up in but I was born in Manhattan, 1967. Oh my God! I didn't know that. New York. That's so great. You look so great. You look great too. Thank you, and I'm so glad you're playing. Uh, that song is just so beautiful. Do you see yourself doing something with that? That's kind of. Tell um, me of your audience. David Rose. I don't know. What do you think? So, because I know you did David Rose as the stripper. You put. You set your own words. For that. I did. I wrote the lyrics it, for no, our show burlesque. Broadway, I I wrote the lyrics to, like we were we were doing the show burlesque to Broadway. It's me and four girls and and a, a nine piece big band, and I wanted to show the power of the women that went from burlesque to Broadway and beyond. And I um, wrote the li the lyrics to to the stripper because it was the most iconic stripper striptease song, and yeah. with those soaring horns and 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 our lead horn player he's the lead uh horn player trumpet player at radio city and and so i i it was so much fun because i got to write these really body lyrics but i'd never written before and people love it it's a good song just hear the horns blow and watch the girls go it's it was it was really fun. So um, that was my foray into writing lyrics. But um, I'm 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 directing and producing and and with my husband Paul Horton and and we just finished we just finished a ten month residency on the on my show uh, Rita Hayworth, The Heat Is On in New York City. But I want to interject because I can't emphasize enough. Anybody out there. If you get a chance to see Quinn Lemley, you must do so because you're actually a real deep connection. I mean, look at my room. Look at the stuff I'm into. I love your room. You are, you are a connection to that, to the aesthetics of, of, of glamour. You know, and it's very, it's very, um, thank you. That's, that's where that, I mean, that's where I get my inspiration and, and that, you know, like, I, I do the Rita Hayworth show and my burlesque to Broadway show and, and the jazz shows, but like I let people the story because when I was growing up, I, I, I was overweight. I had a stutter by the, I, Oh my God, that picture you sent me. Did you put that up for your, your viewers? You and I at Interlocker. Oh my God. It, we were, we're priceless. 
We're 80s. Yes, this is Mitch and I. Look at the, look at the skinny tie and the, and the yes, the skinny tie and the wide pants for me and the hair and the makeup. Oh my god! And this is you. Look, you're doing a little bit of a. That's a little bit of an Ellen Barkin thing in your face. There. Yeah, I'm a little Ellen Barkin. I had no idea I had that in me, but. Well, you also have Annette Tool in you, right? Who's Annette Tool? Ayana Annette Tool. Annette Tool was Peter Tool's daughter, a big star of the 80s. Oh my gosh, I love, I love that. I love that. So, so yeah, so we, so anyway, I, when I used to. To go, and I was overweight. Not I. This was before I knew you, Matt, Mitch. I would go every day after school. My granny Lemley lived across the street from us, and in Columbus, Indiana. And I would go across the street after school, and we. She would play me all the great big band singers, and and then we would and then we would um, watch all the great movies of the of the forties, fifties. Well, she, she saved your life, right? Glamour saved your life. So you. Uh, so you were, so I'm going to ask you a kind of a more specific question. When you heard somebody like uh, Doris Day sing, great singer, or, or June Christie, or, June someone, Christie. or uh, June Christie or Anita O'Day. Or I, did, Mitch, did you know I met Anita O'Day? Can you talk about that? Yeah, I, I, I met her at the, at the Blue Note with, with the famous critic, jazz critic, um, Will Friedwald. Oh, free will. Okay. And I do, I do one of her numbers in in um, on one of my albums, and um, an occasional man. Do you know that? Yeah, occasional man. Yeah. Do you do you know that tune? Yeah, yeah. I got an island. In the, but when I when I'm in Greece, I have to say I've got an island in the Aegean, and everything about it is agreeing. No, I have to change the lyrics, right? So, so anyway, I um, got to meet. She's one of my idols, and and she's got you know she had like you guys. I'm so sorry about my lighting situation here. I should put the light. There's also you know, a slight like, delay in the, in the I'm, I'm in this sexy club. You're one of the greatest friends in New York right now, right? So I am. I'm at the Soho. My husband and I have been, we've been on tour for two months. So we're now living at the Soho Grand. We move home tomorrow. But uh, we, we. May I ask you, have you ever worked the Carlisle? Have you ever had a. No, I've, I've never gotten to do the Carlisle. I've done the Algonquin. Well, I you know. played, you played, you were there when we did the Algonquin. There you are. So we'll have to play together. Oh, time. We'll have to. We have to do a gig together. Yeah, we have. We have to do. We have to do well, a gig I together. Your, I think I know most of your repertoire. I certainly know a pile of Joey's score, and I know you know. I know. I know. I learned some things because there's Rita Hayworth, Hayworth did so much music. I mean, not just. Well, she didn't sing. So my, but my husband was so brilliant because when he took over the show, he had us completely reinvent it and put it to the fabric of of the Great American Songbook of yeah. of her life. Right. So it opened it up from like the songs that she performed that that she lip synced. Anita O'Day and uh, and um, Anita Ellis were the the people that sang for her but nobody knew that because harry Cohn, the head of columbia kept that a secret That's right. and and so but she be, even though some of the greatest songs like long ago and far away which put what the key do you do that in? they weren't they weren't it was Berlin. yeah so so now our Oh, that's beautiful, Mitch. You do, you do, you could all do all that. You could. Do uh, that. Sorry, we have to do that together. No, but you do it. Um, but you, I wanted to. I, I, I wanted to get. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt because it's important. But oh, I love it. What I was going to ask you is that you. 
got inspired by great singing. That something changed in you, right? When you heard Chris Connor or Anita O'Day. Oh my God, these women were just so inspiring. And and I just felt like, and they were glamorous and they were powerful and they and they told the human story through their song. I, was, I have to do that. Yeah. Well, you and I connected when we were, I mean, you guys, we were, we were in high school. We were in high school. But we were into different things. Like we I were, make jokes about. We were, we were, really, cool. We were cool. My, my whole thing was Sondheim and something to Park with George. Remember? I was obsessed with something to oh Park with George. I was playing. Okay. So Mitch, you have to help me because this morning we woke up and and Paul was playing for me um, "Send in the Clowns." He played it like five times, oh, wow. and so I must learn this song. This is I'm I, now that our show close, our we're getting ready to tour, but I have the summer off, so I'm going to spend the summer learning songs, both standards, and then I also want to learn some contemporary songs because I don't. I don't know if you know, but I've been directing and producing with Paul, like Queen and and David Bowie and and these eighties, and we did a Pink Floyd show, and I, I I've been directing them. And so, I, but but I want it in the realm of our world. Well, stuff from Low or Ziggy Stardust. Have you done any of that? I'm sure you. Oh yeah. Well, I'm learning. I'm. I, my next project is I'm going to learn rock and roll suicide. Right. Time takes a cigarette. It's, you know, it reminds me of Marlena Dietrich in The Blue Angel. That was an influence on Bowie. He yeah. talks about that. He, oh, he does? Oh, yeah. There's interviews. I think I directed it well, with the way we have it in our show. <laughs> it's very small, you know, like Iris in by the piano, the first yeah. verse. And then when the band comes in, it opens up and it opens up and it gets crazy. You're not alone. You're wonderful. It's it just great lyrics, but it's it comes from the the world of the music that we grew up that we live in. You know, I, I mean, a lot of people. Don't I don't know, know if you're there. Summer before they don't know what. Oh no, people may not know that I'm really into 70s music and you wouldn't know that to look at this, but that's a whole other, I have a whole, my I, didn't know, I didn't know that. Yeah, because I'm a 70s aficionado, so I'm of course interested in. Well, you would love our, our Queen show and um, Ultimate Queen yeah. celebration and our, our Pink Floyd show. And I was yeah. like, when my husband asked me to direct and help produce these shows, I'm yeah. like, who am I? I'm like this cabaret, you know. Broadway gal and and he was like no who are you not to do it you're the perfect person you, and yeah I mean so I, I, see, it. I see you as so, so I think there's there's things in your future like a psychic you're, you're gonna oh, you're the my psychic net, network you're gonna have and, and you're gonna incorporate rock and roll elements I think uh, and pop I think that's the next thing because um we were just we were just at Morea for lunch and we were talking to the the bartender who you know, bartenders use um, therapists, but we were talking and we were saying how with our shows, you know, Queen or or the music Bowie, Queen, Pink Floyd, but yeah. especially Queen, it's it's the um, the new standard. It's the new Frank Sinatra because the yeah, people, the audiences that that are going there, it, yeah. it's the the soundtrack of their life. Are you going to do Under Pressure? Are you going to perform? Well, we do, we do it in the show. We I we produce Ultimate Queen Celebration. We do Under Pressure, but maybe I'll do it. I don't know. The one the Queen song that I want to do in you have to remember as a director and producer, that's one thing. But for me, as a you know, as a musical artist in my genre, like I have to stay in my lane. Like if you, I, the song I want to do is um, "You Take My Breath Away." Yeah. We, uh, I walked down the aisle to that. You did? Yeah. With Paul? Yeah. In, in Maroma, Mexico. Yeah. With our, yeah. It, it was so amazing. And it, it was such an, un, you know, a conventional song to, to come. But it was so beautiful. And, um, and I think I can sing that. 
Oh, sure. You could say, I mean, I just, um, well, you, you know it from the inside out because you're singing these songs. It's amazing to me. You sing a song. Well, like when you're playing your piano, I mean, you've right. always played with your heart. You know? Oh, I do, but there's a difference yeah. between singing. There's something that only, and also a singer like you, I mean, because I just I just watched your show, this Rita Hayworth show. Because I, I well, I'm embarrassed because you watched it on on streaming or whatever. But it's your it show. isn't the same thing as being there live in person. Oh, but yeah, I'm so touched that you. you no, but I want to say it's really. Um, I like the new direction. Do you want to talk about the changes or new direction? Yeah, yeah. I think your audience will be interested in this because. Um, during you know we were all affected during covid mm -hmm. <laughs> and um during covid our my writer director Karterinsky, he he completely rewrote the book which was very hard for me because when you know when you have muscle memory in your body about you know the the words and and everything but he completely rewrote everything and he incorporated the me too movement right. feminine empowerment and and he really he changed the 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 way Rita Hayworth spoke and made it um, saltier and more real and accessible and uh, more connected to audiences today, which you know as an artist you're like oh I don't want to have to it's so hard to relearn this but I embraced it and well, my you, you embraced it but i mean I, I i i so i'm part of me feels that maybe it isn't that great a change like isn't there something of the old right i mean no, Hayward is still no, no? i know that he kept all the good parts of the old script right. but okay. he added that he added the the more real human elements of it and it made such a difference and we were only paul so paul's uh, my husband's um my manager's idea was to, we, we had been performing big performing arts center right. and touring with the 12 piece band big band and his idea was after covid i mean i don't know about you but we were all suffering as artists after during covid because it's like i haven't performed into in front of a live audience and you start losing your mojo right yeah. and so he's like why don't you take the show back to don't tell mamas where you started your career okay. and it, it's like an 80 person club you know it's a little club in midtown but it's super famous and everybody's careers started there and so and he's like we'll do it for four months and and be done with it right okay. and and give you tiptoe but covid was still you know people were trepidatious about going into clubs I didn't, we, and we yeah, didn't have any expectations. Yeah, yeah. We didn't think anybody was gonna come. Yeah. We, people, the, the people came, they flocked to the room. Of course and they did. Our reviews were so amazing and we got such great press and, and the whole idea that, that the show was now about the Me Too movement and female empowerment. But, but, but and, what I wanna say is that Rita Hayworth's life was a testament to that. Yeah, Hayworth was. herself was a was a feminist, and actually, were you? I mean, is she? You already know all this. She was a very committed person in her own. Yeah, life. she she was. But you know, the thing was, is you know, you hear about people talking about these things all the time today, but yeah. but this is from a perspective. If Marilyn Monroe or Rita Hayworth or oh. Ava Gardner, that you know, these people had to play the game, yeah. and they did what they had to do to become the people and and the gifts that they gave the world today and what i loved about carter's script and and yeah. i i have to say my performance which i the the being allowed the permission to be a character to be a woman to say you know what i had to do what i had to do because i had to do what i was taught to do and i did it you know I did. I did it with the people, my my manager right by my side, and this was in the 1940s. And you know, and then also to really embrace the loneliness of of the pain that she felt in her stardom, and um, as well as her marriages. Right? Also yeah, she she was married five times. Seventeen was her lucky number. 
but <laughs> she but you know it was it, it was a really powerful story because it's about somebody that lit up the screen that worked harder than anybody else in hollywood and yet you know personal happiness and and of course she was the first celebrity to have alzheimer's and we've raised a lot of money for the alzheimer's foundation which was great you know in our in our shows so so I have to ask you, I'm sure you do a lot of research. I mean, you have your own life as a woman and you, as Quinn Lemley. But you do, right, exactly. But do you do research? Like, do you read Fanny Bryce's memoir? I mean, do you, when you study? I read everybody's. I read everybody's memoirs. Right. Uh, we, before, after Rita Hayworth, Paul was like, you have to do another show. And we we did, we created Burlesque to Broadway. Right. I wish I had my my studio and my lights. I'm I'm did so you, sorry. Did you get a comment on your? Oh, Anne Margaret. I got to meet Anne Margaret. She's one of my idols. I love her. Well, did you know Roger? Her Did you? Know I met her? Roger and their little white dog. Oh, you're so lucky. I know. I was really lucky. I I have these two wonderful friends, Preston and Richie, and for my birthday they um, surprised me at a high roller event in it. In um, at Mohegan, not Mohegan Sun, the other one. In no, in in Connecticut, and and so we went, and Anne Margaret was so generous and gracious, and she was like, and and I was, I brought her my my CD, which I I've got, well, I have several CDs, and I homage her in a lot of them. I do Thirteen Men, and I, I a lot of uh, some of her covers, and, and you know how lucky to be a woman from Bye Bye Birdie. Huh? Oh, I love that. I, I've sung that in concert. I've never recorded it. But she, she knew about me, and, and these guys had given her my recordings. And I walked into this party, and it was packed with all these people, like, yeah. you know, bowing down to her. And she just walked right up to me, and she's like, Quinn, oh, my God, my fellow redhead. And, and yeah. there was, like, just total passing the torch. Oh, yeah. You no. Know? And that's she's what I was saying earlier. You're, you're the, that's why that meant you're continuing that tradition. You're the connection. So you and Margaret, I mean, you know, it's not going to die, thankfully. You know, that's why I sort of think. Yeah, no. Oh, and you are too, Mitch. I mean, with your music. I mean, it's beautiful. And I just, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So, so I guess you're changing when you read these biographies. You have the experience of meeting Anne Margaret or you're, you're, well, you know, the weird thing was, was that Paul was like, after doing Rita Hayworth, um, he was like, you need a new show to, to perform in performing arts centers. Yeah. Hello? Hello? You got a little... It froze.
Mitch, I'm so sorry. It's you know what that had to happen so we can see you. Look at the look at the reception. Look at you. Are are we good? We're good. We're definitely good. Oh, you guys, about? I am so sorry. I you know I'm on the road, so I'm not in my of home course. studio, but I am in this beautiful club. Look at that. People getting ready. Yeah, well, I'm at, well, they just arrived, and I'm I, it's at the Soho Grand, and they have a yeah. great jazz room. It's called the Club Room. Right. So I'm here, and um, we're just talking about meeting Anne Margaret, and, and um, yeah, so Anne Margaret was so gracious and lovely. I mean, the yeah. same thing with like Anita O'Day and like Will Friedwald, the critic, he yeah. took me, and he was like, you know, and well, Anita had kind of personality. Um, she was a little prickly yes. and she just, I, I do an occasional man on one of my albums and I brought it to her and she was so gracious to me and just so great. So you just never know. I mean, that I think when you honor people, they, they're just awesome. Well, yeah. And my, my favorite is Eartha Kitt. You met Eartha Kitt. You were Many times at, at the Carlisle and. That's she's, right. She's one. I didn't you weren't you didn't we weren't we together once around Eartha? I don't know. We've been we, at the we, oh, God oh, no, you're right. Whoa, you're right. We went to see Eartha Cat. We did. That would have yeah. been in the eighties, right? Eighty eight or eighty seven. I'm not supposed to talk about that. Yes, I'm I'm twenty two. Well, you were twelve, you know. I don't I, I was twelve. You were twelve. So, <laughs> so were well, you. Can I show you my suspenders? Look at this. I. You look great. These are from the 50s. So who is that? Is that Veronica Lake? I ask of your... Uh, your. Hold on. I, I'm going to have to... Uh, hold on. I have to put on my... No. It looks like Veronica Lake. I yep. can't tell. This is from the 50s. and that's That is so cool. And this tie is from the 30s. 1937. It's it's so dapper. Well, it's adorable. Thing, the only thing contemporary is the suit, you know, I'm sure. But any, any well, you, you with, look amazing. I, I apologize for not wearing a redhead, and it's a, that it's not. It's hard to find. I do have redhead. Um, a redhead is hard to find, my fine. dear. <laughs> Are you in touch with anyone from Interlock? And we went for for those people listening. We Mitch and I were very lucky. Oh, we went to this private boarding school for school, not for camp, called Interlock and Arts Academy. And we had like the best of the best coming, like giving us master classes and so on. And it was incredible. I'm sorry about the noise. I've got well, the noise, no, no problem at all. I, the only the only people I meet I talk to are I guess Carmen Reboy, who I've had on the show. Ah there's a there's a face from the past, right? Coleman and uh I haven't had Harry Moskoff on the show. Maybe I should. You should. Is he still playing drums? Well, you told me he was a rabbi, didn't he? He's a can. I think he's a rabbi and a cantor yeah. now. But I don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with with all things. But I'm wondering if um, that dress is amazing. It's a really beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Dress. Oh, thank you. Thank I mean, you. your work must be must be you know just out, you know, not even that. Well, we're trying to, I've tried to stay glamorous. Well, sure. Yeah. You got to do something. I know. I know. I know. I mean, particularly. So what's, the, what's your the no, favorite, what are your favorite songs these days? What are you playing? Long I mean, ago, well, I'm writing a lot of my own music, but in terms of standards, Long Ago and Far Away is great. You know, know, I, I just think that we're doing a we're doing a monthly free podcast called Up Close and Personal. If your viewers want to go to quinlemley.com yeah. and give me their information, I'll send them like once a month. My my pianist and I, uh, yeah. Tom Wilson in New York, and maybe you and I can do something sometime. But to. we um, we just do thirty well, minutes working, of live music. I've been working on the song Estate that Shirley Horn does. Yeah. Not sure, Shastate. Um, Play it.
love it. What's that? So, but you know, I, I I'm inspired by you because you did. Uh... Is that one the one you do? That that was the stripper. That's right. Is that the temple you do it? Yeah, I hear those drums. Aren't they hot? You want something that I've got? Oh yes, that's right. That's why you come. And that's just the start. There's more where that came from is what you'll get, what you'll see. Yes, that all depends on me. The lights, the sets, the band, the clothes, and just what I decide to expose. White hot spotlights, red hot mamas, staged Johnny's, backstage dramas, Sequins, spandex, bumps, and grinds. I just oh, now, now, now they're turning into a club, so I can't. Yeah, but I, but I, I wrote the lyrics to lyrics to deflect to you know to to show what our show is about. Yeah, I mean burlesque. Um, I don't know why I thought of Fanny Bryce for some reason. She just popped into my. Are you a, are you a fan of Fanny Bryce? Are you, are you... Oh, I love Fanny Bryce. But oh, what I was going to tell you was yeah. that I'm, you guys, I am so sorry that I'm in a club now and it's I'm not. crazy. So, but it's beautiful. It is. It's just. So, so anyway, what, what, when I finished, when we were doing Rita and Paul said to do a new show, I was always interested in Gypsy Rose Lee and what her real nightclub act was all yes. about. And so I thought I would recreate that. You reconstructed, you reconstructed it, right? You did what more or less what? What she, you reconstructed. You did what she would have done. I, I did yeah. bits of it. What yes. I did it in a piece of the show, but I did all the research. You know, we were talking about research and I researched and I read all of the books about her and I, I got all of the old yeah. albums and, and everything about her club yeah. act and I was like I didn't like her. So well she's not so she, so you're saying she's a little bit like the character in Gypsy. She right? no she's like Mama Rose. You like Mama Rose and yeah. I didn't like who she was so I didn't Interesting. so I was like but in doing that I was researching Mae West and Sally Rand and you know, because you can't just research one you character that you're doing. You have to, you have to create the whole, right? And I fell in love with all these women because these women created themselves and their characters and their music yeah. or their their act or whatever it was yeah. during the depression. Yeah, it's in amazing. a time where women didn't do that, and Sally Rand was an Sally out of work dancer, and she. Uh, crashed the world's fair with her lady godiva and the yes. the fans and she was making like three thousand dollars a week up until she died you know and re reshaped culture as we know it and may west oh, was a writer and director and so that's when we created burlesque to broadway that was what that was about i mean may west is a great writer i love her yeah so when i love I that I love her '70s stuff too, like the stuff she did. Oh, say. I know, I know. So it was so funny because my husband was like, "Why don't you do Johnny Lee Hooker's Boom Boom? You and four girls do a like a sexy performance strip pseudo striptease of Boom Boom, but do it like the Boss did it with the horns, and yeah. um, you know, and I'm like, who am I to do? And we did it. And then oh. it was after we created our arrangement that I realized that yeah. Mae West did a whole 70s, was it 70s or 80s? She did Boom Boom and she did all of those um, stuff, all of those, yeah. the Beatles and yeah. all of these crazy, but, and it's so funny because she doesn't sing, she just goes boom, 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 boom. You know, I mean, she- Quinn, have you ever- have you ever done a version of um, Jane Russell's song from Gentlemen Prefer Blondes and oh. hired and hired like dancers or chipping, you know, wait, have you ever wanted to stage that? 
I would love to. Ain't there anyone here for love? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Don't you, don't worry, honey, you, don't should, you should film it in a gymnasium and get like, I don't know, get like, I mean, that would be amazing. That would be fun, Mitch, and you can play. Well, no, I'm, that has nothing to do with me. And we can do we can do close-ups of you, you know, like no, tickling the teeth. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm not the type of you need to, you know, the, the kind of Mark Spitz type of people. You know, that's a great song, though. I it I loved it. Song. I didn't get as much of attention as the Marilyn Monroe songs, but it's a fun. That's song. why I brought it up because I think yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, Sally Rand and Mae West and just. Um, and Sophie Tucker, I mean, Tucker, yeah. we do, a, and, the, and the other thing that, what, what we decided to do was, like, you know how they had the crossovers with the baggy pack pants yeah. comics and so on? Yeah. So what we did in our show, Burlesque to Broadway, is we had, I was like, why can't five sexy women do these jokes? Oh, yeah. And, and, and they're sexy, and there's double oh, entendre. And, you know, and more like embrace the Gracie Allen kind of jokes or, you know, Abbott and Costello. And so we we did that and it, it worked beautifully. I mean, that would be great. I mean, so, so do you, I know that you had a lot of, um, I use the word wisdom about, well, I mean, you're on Journey of an Aesthetic. You're an aesthetic person. You have a lot of insight into, um, um, well, certainly sensuality and the erotic. And you're dealing with that. You're dealing with that um, dimension in, in your art, but you find a way to integrate it and kind of and really. I'm sure you have a whole whole theory or whole, and you just might just do it. You know what I mean? It's kind of a because in our world now, that's sort of right. That's kind of a hot button topic, right? And sort of, right? I think yeah. you have to be sensual. I mean, yeah. all the pop artists are, but they all take right. it from all of the great. They take it from Mae West. And, and, yeah, and they take it from Mae West. And yeah. like my show Burlesque to Broadway, I mean, you wouldn't have Cher or Bette no. Midler or, or, Madonna, or. You guys, I'm sorry, the lights are dimming. It's a very yeah. sexy very room. Look at this. With sexy it's, people walking around. Sexy people. <laughs> no, we're so, one of them. Oh, thank you. Except you're sitting down, you know. I'm sitting down. I'm on this couch. You're comfortable. So, yeah, this is the sexy jazz club. It's amazing. They're going to start soon. Hopefully, I'll be playing here soon. But um, it's getting loud. Loud. I might have to move into the other room. But, um, yeah, I. you know, we all take from the past. And then we yeah. add on. Yeah, and I, and a lot. I, sometimes I don't think... It's disheartening for me when, when I don't know about you, Mitch, but when younger artists say, you know, Charlie Parker, who, or Ella yeah. Fitzgerald, who, yeah. and they, but they don't realize how you wouldn't have a Beyonce, you wouldn't have a Bette Midler or a Cher yeah. without these people, you know. Absolutely. So I can, I can, I can move it if, I, if I'm too, if it's too loud. You and Paul sort of construct arrangements and do. How 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 long, long do you work on numbers, or how how much time is it? Because some songs are more involved than other songs. Funny. Well, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm somebody that has to really work on my music. I mean, I, I'm somebody that practices and practices yeah. and practices. I do too. I, do, I mean, I, I do. I'm not. I'm not somebody that can wing it. I'm not a winger. Well, well, of course, but I'm just wondering. I mean, is, I guess what I'm, I'm back to the practical question: Is the difference when you're with a huge big band and you've got those kind of charts? Well, but 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 by the time it. I get to the big band, I've worked out the arrangement. Right. Like I sit there. I, I go to the studio right. like at least three or four times a week. And, and I have my, even to this day, I have my voice lessons. I work with my director. Yeah. I, I am not a winger. I don't, every, I mean, every, because for me, I don't know about you. I mean, I know that you're great with your improvisation and so yeah. on. But for me, I find freedom when I yeah. rehearse, 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 and then I can let it go. Because you never know what the audience is going to give you. You never know what's going to happen on stage. And, and God knows problems happen. Sure. So, so my, feel, my feeling is very similar to yours. 
I actually start with a very strict foundation and I integrate that foundation and only then do I let go. Right. Me too. Like, I don't feel comfortable. Like, I don't feel comfortable just winging something. I I just don't. Yeah. But I feel comfortable. Like, Tom and I have been doing these up close and personal online virtual shows just to to reach out with our audiences like we're doing today. And there, it's just me and it's piano and vocal, which is very exposed and the arrangements that we do in the quartet or the big band or whatever you it doesn't translate the same way and so he has to do what you do and play a lot riff a lot and there's a lot more listening there's a lot more i mean not that you don't listen you you listen in in a different way and it's um well, he he's, he has a good left hand. He plays good bass. You know, it's I like you know you guys have you guys are really a good duo musically. He's am, he's amazing. He also plays in our Bowie show. He does keys on that, and then he's yeah. our he's our musical director for Pink Floyd. So he yeah. he translates genres, and he's an accomplished organist. And yeah. I, I'm I'm just so grateful to have the privilege to play with such amazing uh, musicians and like you i mean mitch you've always been amazing when you're switching styles like when you go from doing a song from put the blame on mame or something like that and then you're doing a roger waters song that surely is kind of a different tech are there what are the differences or things that you you could talk about exchange uh well, for, for me, I'm just now starting to, for me as a performer, to start yeah. singing these this material. Like I said, mm-hmm. I want to do rock and roll suicide and you take my breath away and, and songs yeah. like that. But I think that you have, one has to, we were talking about that last night. You have to stay yeah. in your lane. Like I, if I sang Bohemian Rhapsody, I think that that would be kind of silly, huh. you know, but for me to direct it and produce it, That's you know, I, you, you, it's like wearing clothes. Um, music, trying on music is, there, there are certain songs that are great songs, but they're not great for every artist. Right. You know, well, I don't know. I mean, can you play everything? No, I don't. Why? Well, I, I, part of my style that I developed is actually based on a lot of musical language that I synthesize. Right. That's actually my style, but that's But you stay within your style. You yeah, there's things I don't genre. Do. Right, there's things I won't I'm not right because I'm not interested in them or because I don't like I'm not gonna go do rapping. I might do a country tune, but you I'm not gonna that. Well here's I'm a country gonna... song you would you would do is crazy. What? You could sing crazy by Willie. I Elf. could I could sing well crazy. you could sing Dolly Park. Yeah, I could. That's true. Thank you, because I'm looking for if you any of your listeners have um, song suggestions. I'm looking because I have two months off, so I I'm looking to do more contemporary songs. With, like, because my goal is to move more like into the postmodern jukebox. Postmodern jukebox, yeah, that kind, kind of, of era or the clown, you know, taking modern songs and singing it in in our genre. Right. Or for me, I I like it more in the Shirley Bassey style, or you know, yeah. like lots of horns and um, a, a, you know aggressive jazz. Could you see yourself singing "God Only Knows"? What? Could you see yourself singing "God Only Knows" by Brian Wilson? Or I I don't know. I have to I have to think of myself doing that. I haven't yet. I, I that that's a great. What Michelle Legrand songs have you done? Have you done none? A, I have not done any Michelle. You haven't even Legrand. done "Let's Believe in Spring" or, or. I know them, but I've never sung them. Oh. I haven't had the opportunity to. Huh. Which ones have you done? You must believe in spring, <coughs> and um, summer of '42. And, and, uh, Night. Oh, summer of '42 is great. That's great. Right. And also, the other thing I want to do is do some more international things. Like, um, we, the, I don't know if you saw the guy. He was on the French um, 
voice, La Voix or whatever, American mm -hmm. Idol. And he did this version. It was so kick-ass with this big drum solo yep. of La Folle. Yeah. Edith Piaf's, I, oh, yeah. I, I want to do that and I want to do mm -hmm. La Vie en Rose, but in a new way. I'm yeah, not sure really, what that you, means. You have to put the Quinn Lemley thing into it. Yes. So I, I need to figure that out. So I'm that next week I'm going to start doing that. But I want to do La Folle because we were thinking of adding it in our Rita Hayworth show where yeah. she's the biggest star in the world and she yeah. um, leaves Columbia and she's pregnant with a, a Howard Hughes, Hughes child and she she's like in this whirlwind in Europe. And so we wanted to do, put La Folle in. So, um, but I, I want to do it with America. You know, the thing I love most about your Rita Hayworth show, I mean, I like all of it, but the thing that actually might really affect me the most is when you do the monologues and talk to the audience. It's so much fun. Well, that's it's amazing. That's a whole, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Cause it's like, um, yeah. Well, it's it's like a play. It's I mean, exactly. we have twenty four songs, and but with the I mean, you, you, the book really anchors the songs because everything has movement and meaning, and the like all ages. I mean, this time around, our our demographics were like from twenty to uh, seventy. You know, I mean, but a lot of women, a lot nice. of gay Perfect. men. A lot that are the, a lot of history buffs and film buffs and jazz aficionados and Quinn, Quinn, why, Quinn, why haven't you been a guest on TCM? I don't Johnson? know. I keep asking. You contact Ben. You should contact Ben Mathewitz, right? Don't you? Don't you think you should? You, they should well, give you a whole week. They, no, they should. Can you send should, me his information play, and I'll? Well, they I'll, should play Lady from Shanghai and Pal Joey. And have you introduced them? Introduced I could introduce them and I could sing yeah. the songs. Sing the songs, yeah. Yeah, maybe we could do them together. Well, Joey, an incredible film. I love it. Like one of our, the two best songs in our show, I think, are from Pal Joey Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. I'm vexed again, perplexed again. Thank God I can be oversexed again. I mean, you can't get lyrics better than that. And no, then, and then, um, I mean, that's all. Did you, read my essay where, did you read my essay where I talk about Larry Hart's transformation with Oscar Hammerstein? I was there was the there was the uh, Richard Rod I mean Richard Rogers, uh, Richard Richard Rogers change, you know, from, from that to Oklahoma and Carousel. This, you yeah, know, I don't think he. I mean, I like that. I like those that work, but yeah. not like the Rogers and Hart. Oh no! The but Rogers what is that, is that change basically? Is that basically Richard Rogers entering the fifties, right? And Oscar, a different Oscar Hammerstein. Yeah. And you and but when yeah. did when did Larry Hart died? He died shortly after that. Well, he died in the yeah. So, I don't. You know, I don't know. I mean, I Hammerstein's music was incredible. My my vocal yeah. coach and well, Hammerstein. Well, oh, go ahead. Are you going to say something about your vocal coach and Hammerstein? Oh, his he has a Frenchy named Oscar Hammerstein. Of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> no. well, Oscar Hammerstein was was Stephen Sondheim's teacher, right? And so there's that too. Yes, he was. I forgot that match. I I did not look. But how I'm just talking this, about the change. Look, look like, how hip this is getting. It is very hip. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about like um, I have an arrangement of Bewitched that I do with my trio. You do. I do, and it's kind of it, but I take it very slow. Of which song? Bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. So Play I, it I, for I, me. Well, I do it. Um, well, there's stuff going on. I love it. Thank you. 
I love it. No, musically, harmonically, and lyrically, are those songs are masterpieces. Why, you know, long ago and far away too, Jerome Kern. Why, why do the harmonics go up on certain lyrics? You know, I mean, trying to decide. It's one thing if you're playing an instrument, but when you're the vocalist, it's like you have to make sense of the emotion behind what they're saying. If you're doing the song "My Shining Hour," I'm sure you've sung that, right? This will be my. I've never, I've never sung. I know the song. I never sung it. Have you ever sung uh, "This Song Is You"? You ever done that? No. Or um, I don't know. Just name a song from that. Wow. Have Have you ever done some of the Fred Astaire songs, like "Pick Yourself Up"? I do. Well, I've done the shorty, George. I've done. I do uh, accentuate the positive. I do. Yeah. I've done dear, real, dear, dearly beloved, like the Rita Hayworth stuff. You know. right. I have Sammy Khan's book around here, the first edition. Yes, I can. Do you yes. Know Khan? Um, if you're a Sammy Khan fan, I guess you. Maybe I you love know. Sammy. I'm also. Khan. I'm also a big fan of Frank Lesser. I don't know how you feel about Frank Lesser. Uh, of course. Yeah. I mean, how can you not be? Right, but have you done Adelaide's Lament? I'm sure you've done that, probably. No. Uh, well, I know it. No, I've never. I've never done guy, uh, Guys and Dolls, right? Yeah, yeah. That is a great song. It is a great song. I love it. I love it. I mean, I'm just wondering the world. The world that those songs came out of, which was a cut, was a. You know, you know, Mitch. I I think about the music a lot from that period, and yeah. I think the creativity was, um, even though they had the Hayes office and they were limited. Well, that's why. Well, but no, I think but the Hayes office. But see, the Hayes office uh, had had a, had a silver lining. It did that's what, because that's what, it, the, that's what made the work more interesting. It, it is because if you go, if you listen to yeah. contemporary music, everything you know, Everything's and I'm not dishing right. contemporary music because it's wonderful, but yeah. in terms of lyrics and double entendre and wit and yeah. all of that, they were forced. I mean, here, here I'm listening to Sinatra, but yeah. they, they were, they were forced to express different emotions right. it, through the lyrics and the double entendre and through the music and the way they were composing Absolutely. where now you can just have like a beat and be hip and then say, oh yeah, sex, 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 or, you know, right. whatever. And not have that, the, right. I mean, the, it's, the it's complicated because of course, I mean, of course the Hayes office oppressed people, but it also made things possible. Yeah, it's, it did. It's kind of a, right? We're losing audio. This place is getting crazy. Look at is this. It time, is it time for us to conclude our, our, our episode, you think? Or no. We don't. Well, I mean. Do you have any thoughts uh, more that you want to discuss or things that are. Well, I would love for your guests to come visit me at quinlemley.com and subscribe, yeah. and I'll let them know when they can. We're doing free um, online concerts once a month, and I'm touring. and. Yep. I just finished my tour, but we're going to go back on the road in September. And so if they go to quinlemley.com and subscribe or hear a few, uh, you know, a free song, and that would be really great. And I want to stay in touch and I can't wait to play with you. Yeah, we should do it. Mitch, you we should, we are should do amazing. London. Do, oh, do you do any Julie, Julie London? London. I do a lot of Julie. I do Crimea River. I do... Um, Daddy, I want a diamond ring, bracelets and everything. Bobby Troop. Bobby Troop. Do you wrote, do Girl he Talk? Wrote, he wrote Route 66. Do you do Girl Talk or is that verboten? No. I, isn't Girl Talk, though, like kind of... I don't know if it would play today. That's what I mean. Can you do it? 
I don't, I mean, I could, I could sing it, but I don't know if it, like one of my favorite Anne Margaret songs is 13 Men. I don't know if that would play today. I like that song. There were 13 men and me, the only gal in town, <laughs> you know. No, but that's a good song. I mean, it's a, it's a novelty song, right? In a way. It's kind of novelty. Are you there? I'm here. It's a novelty. I've got photographers. I, sort of feel, I feel like you and I are at some kind of a party. Doesn't it feel like it's I know we're here, you guys. Doesn't it feel like it's midnight? I'm going to walk you guys around. I'm okay. in the club room at the Soho Grand. Look at this. In Soho. Oh, wow. Oh, and here's my, here's Paul. He's here. Wave, Paul. Wave. Here's, here's, the, so we're, we're here. My friend Mitch, Paul. Paul, hey, Mitch, this, this is, is an Mitch, awesome. this wow. is Paul. Hey, Mitch, how are you, my oh, brother? We're on his TV oh, show. Oh, you're, you're live, TV. We're oh. live. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so we're here, and uh, no, but we, we've got to we've gotta do, yeah. we've got to play. we got to sing together. you got to sing, you got to do it. And, uh, yeah. I'll leave all the material up to you. You decide. I may make a suggestion, but. I please. I'm looking for. I'm if you're fans or you have. You're the one that knows what's right for you. What's, you know. Well, you got to try them on. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's what's fun about music. Yeah, that's right. Well, thank you, Quinn, for your generosity and all the technical things and the lights on and lights off. And you guys, I'm so, so I'm so sorry that I'm so sorry about the um, the lights and the technical problems, you guys, but. We're here together. We're here together. Wow. And Celebrating life with nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. Um, well, thank you, Quinn. Well, Mitch will be in touch and we'll play together soon. And, and for all your fans, thank you so yeah. much. Thank you.